That's good. That's a good De Niro face for sure. <laughs> little bit. You insulted him a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, had to uh, had to drop De Niro get face. The character. You. <laughs> yeah, you get going method. Very method. <laughs> Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are two guys stoned on grass and Prozac, Martin and Brady. You know, we are sitting here, you and I, like a couple of regular fellas. You do what you do, and I do what I gotta do. And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I tell you. If it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're going to turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. We've been face to face, yeah, but I will not hesitate. Not for a second. This week, we celebrate our milestone 150th episode with a movie we held in extreme high regard. It is, of course, a heist film widely considered one of, if not the best heist films out there. We are, of course, talking about none other than Michael Mann's Heat. Between the director, the cast, the genre, it really did check most of our boxes. The question is, does it still? This was an enjoyable viewing for me. It's probably the third time I watched it. So, Oh, really? Only third? Only third, yeah. It's so long. It is so long. <laughs> I did Brady, not, does it, yeah, does it I, have your... I did not remember how long it was. I will say that. No. I, I feel like I was watching it for, I don't know, the first three hours, and then I was like, oh, God, I have like an hour and 56 minutes left, and I was like... Um, <laughs> it's only it's only It's 250, 250 yeah. 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 Um, there was, yes, it, there was it, a joke in there. Uh, <laughs> nice and subtle. Um, I very much like this movie still. There's a lot, there's a lot to love. But I... I feel like and we can, we'll talk a little bit more about this. I, I want to hear make see if Jelani's on the same page as well. But I have I do have some uh, thoughts about the movie. This is the first time I've seen this movie all the way through from start to finish. Wow! Did not, Did not that. expect that. Yeah, yeah. but I, I could I could see why because like you're saying like you, you didn't remember how long it was, uh, uh, Brady. I definitely did because I remember going going past it in uh, in VHS and it was always the it was the first movie I saw that was in two. They had two. to split it in oh, two. Really? Yeah, like this movie's really long because you they couldn't fit it in. one. I did not know that. Um, that was one of the reasons why I think I never, you know, put in the time to watch it all the way through. My parents own this movie. Had you seen the a hundred percent of the movie before? No. So you had never seen parts of it? Yes. Okay, because I just thought, no, I mean, you yeah, didn't know you if you thought might... maybe not sequentially. Right. You're like, oh, I saw the first hour, then another time I saw another no. hour. and So what no. do you think? You saw the end and the middle? I think I saw the shootout, and yeah. that was pretty much the And then the <laughs> That's end. That's all ever saw. <laughs> the shootout and the end. Yeah. Um, Interesting. There's a, lot, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's too much going on. Too much. This was... I didn't like it. You didn't like it. It was. Wow. I thought it was all right. Didn't yeah, like okay. outright. Okay. Out. I thought it was just all right. So this is a thing I've. I, I, I you know, I've brought it up it. over and over again. Is the watching something that's revered from an older movie now? It just. It's hard. I just think it's. And we all come from a different vantage point now. That yeah. is has skewed what you perceive as good. And part of what I want to talk about is there are plenty of flaws. This is definitely not like a perfect movie. Right. Definitely not a movie that like 
I mean, it's, it was one of those things I'm like, am I being too critical here? Because I know I like this movie and I'm enjoying watching it, but there are some stuff that I are glaring to me that are problematic. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'm just being hypercritical, like almost trying to find something wrong just, you know, because I know we're going to talk about it. I mean, I, that wasn't what I was tr- – that's not what I was trying to do going in. Yeah. But I just kept finding things that were kind of like, uh, uh, and I'm like, God, maybe I'm just being a little harsh. I um, but, but like I said, I I enjoyed watching it again. It's like it's not one that you're gonna just kind of fall into, and maybe at any moment and be like, oh, I'm gonna watch the rest of this three you know three hour movie. Um, but but as a as like a deliberate viewing, yeah, it's it's a it's a good movie. I almost I was gonna have Mary watch it because she had never seen it, and then yeah. I, when I saw how long it was, I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't do that because she would not have made it through this movie. <laughs> I tell you, Charlie's gonna be disappointed in us. <laughs> Charlie, one, one of his favorites. Take all your hate out on me because I just <laughs> so I was watching it and I I thought about this later as after I said, and I'll talk about what I came to the realization of of a heist movie. There was an element that was missing in my eyes that makes a good heist movie a, a great heist movie. I will give you that it was a good cat and mouse, mm-hmm. like De Niro and Pacino going back and forth. Yeah. I liked that aspect. There was not enough of the planning of the heist for me. There were a couple of random-ass storylines that just got thrown in there, in my opinion. They were just like, why? Like, what What purpose do these serve? Yeah. And, and to your first point, the the cat and mouse part, the, one of the scenes that I forgot, but I definitely remembered when it when it popped up again. Um, which was great because it was like a surprise for me again. I'm like, oh yeah, why are they in that yard? Like, what were they? What were they looking at? Like, oh, is there, are they going to see the bank or something? And then when he figures it out that um, it was the cat, you know, viewing the mouse or yeah. vice versa, whatever. Right. Um, it was a great. That's a that's that a great was really scene. cool. Yeah. I like that. and there and it it is. It's filled with a lot of great, probably original, you know, first time yep. been done things. Um, and you know, people talk about how realistic the shootout was, and I think. Michael Mann, you know, got real like the real gun sound as opposed to like adding them on later on. They said he added, uh, he put microphones all over, microphones all over, so right, they so would yeah. catch noise as opposed to yeah. Yeah, dubbing. And them. I mean, it was, it was, it was loud. Like when they're shooting off, oh yeah, those I, machine guns. but I'm like turning it down, knowing that like it's probably reverberating through the through the house as I like to watch it loud. Well, yeah, and that it like echoed. You could hear it like echoing off the buildings, buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. as they're doing right. it. Yeah, so that's, it's like, I didn't even think about that, but that's yeah, that's exactly what made it sound good sound real yeah and then and then as i remember it being billed i remember in 95 that you know they were talking about first time pacino and de niro and you know as i was young i was 14 or whatever but knowing that those are two legendary actors and right. this is the first time that they're on you know sharing a scene together um as opposed to godfather part two where they're you know different totally different, you know, timelines. different timelines yeah right um and and i think that part delivers well that um, was a big thing i remember for some friends of mine too it was like our oh, pacino who's Pac- i'm i was pretty much t pacino like i was a big big pacino fan yeah you would side with the cops <laughs> <laughs> versus the robbers um and it's funny because i watched this and pacino's no <laughs> <laughs> not a, not one to, wait not like but he's very pacino in this no but you don't like not devil's good advocate way. uh Scent of a woman. It's the thing that, is, that I kind think, of bombastic Pacino. Is so here. the issue I had was it was so random. Like yeah. when he <laughs> was, was, 
you know what? I, I read somewhere that he was supposed to be on coke. Yes. yes. So that was <laughs> which I, would have made more sense. Which I saw it. after the fact, a hundred percent. I'm like, I saw an early draft said he had a, a cocaine habit, which according to Pacino explains part of that. Yeah. It would have explained part of that. <laughs> Without it, it's very very weird. Which I is just what think I you have to myself. just assume that he was, you know, he was just a coked out cop, and then it makes it makes it. It okay. makes it makes it so much more. You're it like, makes it so much oh, better. okay, now I get why you're acting crazy. It and, just didn't to me. Like <laughs> to me, it wasn't even close. This like. De Niro is far and away better in this movie than Pacino is. Far and away. Yes. Yeah. Martin, I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about it. I, I, I probably probably agree with you. Neither one of them are like really my my favorite favorite actors. Agreed. So so it's, it doesn't. I don't really feel I have to c- compare them both. But I just I loved when when he screamed out because she's got a great ass. That was ad lib. <laughs> it was ad lib. Yeah. yeah. And I found out later on. That's why Hank Azaria was like so freaked out. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know he was going to say that. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's all at this point. It's it's just famous lore, right? For sure. I think I just Cinem- cinematic lore. I just didn't. Uh, I I don't know. I, I, it was a lot for me. The Pacino aspect of this to me wasn't needed at all. Like I I didn't need that. Maybe that's why they smartly took the cocaine habit out of the script. Unfortunately, left some of the lines and <laughs> and behavior. Um, to me. A more subdued version of that would have actually probably worked better as uh, as the counterpart to kind of an equally subdued De Niro. I think they would have. I think that would have worked well together. But um, because the outbursts to me were just so out of place half the time that I'm just like, what the fuck? Well, and also I think part of what you see and his character and what they tried to portray with him is that he was this like sensitive guy who like cared about yeah. the stepdaughter. Or- I guess stepdaughter and was just like, okay, but that doesn't mesh with this crazy out over there, like on the edge guy. Like I get it, but it just, yeah, it didn't mesh. I didn't love Natalie Portman's storyline. Like second movie ever after the professional, after the professional, <laughs> this was after. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. Leon, the professional. Um, yeah. Second movie. <laughs> we got strong two, strong, yeah. strong That's two, the strong start one, to the career. two punch. Yeah. Yeah, that part we've talked about this before. Sometimes the family storylines with the the cop are like the excess, not really yeah, necessary. Like you play that all the way through. Like even to her attempting to commit like doesn't really do anything. They just end up sitting at the, ho- the hospital for a while, but then he leaves. And anyway. then he leaves. So right? it's like that, it would have made more sense if he stayed. It's not like anything really was affected. Ultimately, he is like you. I agree with you. You could take save us twenty minutes, cut all that out, and. We're still fine watching think, the same movie. Yeah, I, I I agree. It was it was kind of unnecessary. It'd be more like for a, a TV drama where you're, you know, having episodes and you need to fill fill time. Um, I just feel like it well, it, it was that. kind of like <laughs> <laughs> it it might feel stereotypical now to have the whole like cop with the angst, Agreed. you know, that can't have a relationship. But I, I don't he and needs, I don't know. He what, needs his angst. He, he needs to keep it right. Hold on to it. It's mine. What does he say? I actually, like uh, keep his line. edge. Because it keeps me sharp on yeah. the edge where I, I gotta be. I did. I, I like yeah, that it's line. A, it's a good line, but uh, but is that is this again? Is this where that came from? And then everyone else yeah. ripped that off. Fair point. And is this the original? Like kind of the first part time of we've the really issue. Seen that? Like I said, watching yeah, things watching and... it now, and you're like, oh, maybe it's been done better since then. And and I, I don't I don't really know for for sure um, because it did. I, I could see where it would come off a little bit just overdone yeah you know like oh yeah we've seen we've seen this cop that 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 is on his third marriage and doesn't get close to anyone doesn't let anyone in <laughs> it's it was us we we're supposed to share it <laughs> yeah but but to july's point he all of a sudden was like yeah he had this heart cared about her having a shitty dad 
and yeah, to the point that she liked him and knew his partner, knew everybody, and yeah. then was willing to kill himself herself in his room. Also weird. It's At the hotel, totally, totally, totally the only was, person like, she because it's usually a cry for help, right? So it's the only person she trusted. I, I took it as the only person she trusted enough to actually show up for her or give a shit about. Yeah, her. but why did she end up at the hotel where Wayne was? Exactly like, sure, but I feel like 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 the mom said no, like, she chose you. Wasn't it? No, he, it was the hotel he was staying at, but he wasn't staying at the one at the, by the he airport. He was staying because uh, Howie. Two uh, two hotel storylines for sure going on. Wayne Gross was by the airport. This was where he was staying because he just was staying at a hotel because he left, got left the house because of Ralph. Oh, okay. Wayne Grow. What a character. Wayne Grow. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a freaking serial killer. Feel, yeah, it feels like an understatement. Yeah. Which was which was one of the side stories. Another that side kind of story. Unresolved. I, that's exactly. why I totally forgot about it. It's you, like, why put that in? They would never know. They never know well, that it was him. Maybe well, they matched the DNA. Semen. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But like, why? Yeah, why put that? in? Why does he need to be a serial? Again, rapist? it would have like, been great if they did tie that up. I feel like, yeah, it's yes. a it's a weird miss that they. Or is it a reason to make you want him to go back and kill Wangro even more? I even think though he, I was telling him the whole way, I'm like, don't do it. I, I knew he was going to go back. I'm like, I'm like, ah, right. I don't mean, go I back. Think anyone that saw Wangro was cool with him getting killed. <laughs> right. No matter what. Right. I didn't really make him. In- First look, of all, he was <laughs> the he was the one who- less less likable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was actually really down with Wangro. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now, but because he's a rapist, I guess I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the rapist? It was a, a serial killer. Well, and well, the he, raving was bad. Too. Right. That, we, we can agree on that. <laughs> we're all we're all in agreement there. But yeah, I mean, he was the one who shot the guy. They didn't need to shoot him. Like they told him, they can't hear you. That's why they're yeah. just staring. Like you don't need to shoot. Well, him. I don't. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, the, he's he's for sure. He's a this goes sociopath. Same thing. This goes into those. Is this was this one of those first ones where he had the stereotypical loose cannon who's yeah. gonna just do what he wants to do. You know, he used to stand up for for blood. Yeah. You know, and he found a way to 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 shoot someone. Yeah. yeah, I love Val Kilmer. Again, Long Bond Val. <laughs> Long Bond Val is great. He was almost a no. He was because of Batman. Yep, uh, and, and Batman Forever. Oh, is that was right? going on? And that's they, they were filming were, at the same time. They oh. weren't sure he was going to be able to pull it off. And they said he took his agent said you're take you're getting way less. You're not getting enough money for this. And he's like, all I want is to be on the poster between Pacino and De Niro. Yeah, and, and he was, and he got it. <laughs> Did you hear the other reason why he didn't want to do Batman? So they offered him forty it's a million. Not good movie. Well, they offered him forty million to do the next Batman, and he said he didn't want to spend his like he didn't want to do another movie behind a mask. And Danny Trejo laughed. He goes, "Because in this movie, he's behind a mask, yeah. behind a mask, <laughs> a mask and, for the most part, and not, and does yeah, ski and mask. just like a yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's good. Val's good. Val's um, good. Yeah, really I like, good. I, I always like him. Enjoyed it. Ask to to that. Oh, Does he have the only happy ending in this? I think so. Well, weird. Happy is a tough one. I mean, he might argue, but yeah, he, well, all he had was a broken collarbone. He's not right? dead or in jail. Well, I mean, we lost the but girl. We he's, do know. Well, yeah. What What does he say? The uh, The moon or the, the sun rises and sets to her. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. He doesn't. But have she's her. in the free. She's free and clear now. Uh, yeah, but she doesn't want him. She's free and clear. I don't think they're just letting her. She didn't oh, want I him think. to die. So you, so she, she didn't want him to die, but to she save his life. Right to save his life. But then when he's not, that's not the guy. So what else do they have on her? Yeah, and she. Yeah, so she can go away. They can go to like nah, Columbia somewhere. Yeah, but I don't think she's going for him. Is one my point? I think she's done with them. But I don't. Why may, would you save him then? Because she, again, she's <laughs> she cares she's the for father him. of uh, right. 
So I think they'll get back child. together. Yeah, they're back I together, mean, living in Colombia somewhere. In your Pollyanna world, sure. They're, they're, <laughs> they're off. It. And that's one interpretation. There's no way to know. And yeah, you could look at well, that. I, I take there it is as, a way. <laughs> heat too. Heat too. <laughs> right? The book is out. I feel like July, maybe July read it. And Somebody knows. Somebody out there knows. I haven't read it. But uh... <laughs> but actually, if it is Heat, but there's more of a prequel too, I read. right? Both. Prequel and, and sequel. Yeah. We could talk a little bit more about Heat too later. But uh, <laughs> I felt like Jelani may... I felt like Jelani maybe was uh, holding something back. He's he's a deep dive. He read Heat too, or he never saw Heat. Just <laughs> <laughs> going it cold. I'm gonna read it all up. He's Get like, I want to I want to know what happened before and after, and then I'm gonna go watch the middle. <laughs> it's like kaleidoscope. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Netflix show. Um, uh, did the very beginning of the movie? Did you guys? Uh, so I was a big fan of kind of how it started. That it was un un kind of notes to you. But as you as it progresses, that you are right into you're, the heist, you're yes. mid heist or it, as yeah, it opens, which is yeah. just fantastic to me. Yeah. Um, also, start starting with uh, De Niro coming off the train. Did you guys? I correctly called this, and I'm kind of thrilled with myself. Did you pick up on where this movie started at the train station? No. Mm-mm. Union Station. I don't know. No, I was like, man, this looks like Collateral. Oh, it was, and it 100 percent is oh, the exact nice. same train station. Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Yep. Yeah. So those trains. <laughs> I, mean, I definitely wouldn't have called that had we not watched Collateral not long ago. Recently, but I was yeah. like, I was standing, I was like, yeah, this Collateral, right? Like it just had the what same. Train, what do you know? What it's oh, supposed I don't, to be? No, I don't, no, okay, yeah. just, it's just same, like I'm sure same public transit. Whatever. If I lived out there, I might know what that was. But yeah, no, I don't. What is with the Michael Mann aesthetic of the no tie, white shirt, yeah, and like double breasted? Does have a and even a, like the hair with Tom, you know Tom Cruise's hair in in Collateral. Yeah, felt like very much of Robert De Niro. It's like stuck in the. Miami Vice 80s vibe. Yeah. Well, he also did Miami Vice. I, I, know, I, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he likes exactly what he likes and only that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just was curious if you guys picked up on that because I, I did. And I was like, I, I don't normally. And I don't, nor- or at least I, I normally get it wrong. And I was like, yeah, this really feels like that. It is, it is a good shot enough that he used it again. But yeah. I did my homework and watched uh, watched Thief as well. Oh, Rewatched nice. it. Never saw I know it. you guys haven't seen it. Um, so I'm I'm not going to full on recommend it to you both, <laughs> um, especially James Con. Uh, James Con, yeah, because um, it's, it's too old for Brady. And if you didn't love this, you're not going to. If you did, yeah, if you didn't love Heat, you're probably not going to love Thief. But um, but it was yeah, more a, a lot of you could see a lot of the building blocks of right. Oh, like, nice. That's one one thief. And this is just a much bigger version. It's kind of almost like Reservoir Dogs, the whole Pulp Fiction. You know, you have speaking of a great heist movie, Reservoir Dogs, but yeah, but that kind of like you know build on and make a much bigger saga, as they as they call this movie, yeah. build this movie, right? The L.A. Crime Saga. It feels, and definitely in hindsight, they maybe could have done better with green screens. A little bit, <laughs> just a little. The balcony shot, awful, was. <laughs> Horrendous, <laughs> awful, horrendous. De Niro's, De Niro yeah. and uh, balcony, Amy Brenneman, and Amy Brenneman on the balcony, balcony. and it's yeah. like uh, I, now I saw it actually was intentional, but I don't think for the reason like what we see now. Again, we have we're we're now into a world that like you can maybe sometimes not even tell yeah. what's out what's behind there. Right. Martin does he's a super <laughs> eagle eye, but uh, man and cinematographer. Uh, Dante Spinati wanted to capture the background nightscape with some degree of prominence, so the actors were first filmed in front of a green screen, which was placed at the actual terrace, and the background was then filmed separately with the camera running at three frames per second in order to boost the exposure level 
to better complement the foreground activity. So their intention was to do to what make, they did. To make all the little points of light But brighter. it looked so bad. It looked terrible. That's one of the notes I had was like, was this the first time they ever used a green screen? <laughs> like, it looked It's really, awful. really. I can't wow. believe Martin. I didn't really notice it. Wow. I, that's really They could have just done a matte, like a matte painting. Maybe I back. noticed something when they were like, pan, like they if first they just did black, to it. I would have been like, all right, it's dark out. Like, fine. <laughs> the point was it looks like Fiji. You know? Yes, the uh, <laughs> the algae, the algae, the algae the luminescence. Fiji. Yeah, bioluminescence. There you go. Um, yeah, that was just that was a big note for me. I was like, <laughs> wow, is that uh, again? Nineteen ninety five. You know, yeah. just a different. We're now used to the technology in that yeah. front has come so far. Yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad Johnny was all over it. <laughs> you guys are all both all over it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you missed that. It was <laughs> it smacked you right in the face. Along with, did he? intentionally put the paper towel around the glass so he didn't leave fingerprints oh i didn't think that i thought that was just like a nice to keep it from like, here i'm just gonna give you this so yeah. it looks nice and oh, hotel like or something you know what's weird is i don't even know why i just assumed i yeah i don't even know where i got that from in my head i assumed that like he left like a number or something or or like oh. uh, but no. but no i think it was just like a napkin around it it was so a it really sweat. so it doesn't sweat it's a or really something. Intricate. Nice uh, yeah. He was falling in love with her. It was an intricate. It's falling like in love with the leftovers. Out of the Jeter gift basket. Do you recognize her from uh, the leftovers? Amy, Amy Brenneman? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. Uh, we definitely know Amy from leftovers. As I said, you and I are, are both fans. Um, Daylight I, with Sylvester Stallone where they get t- trapped in the tunnel. Oh, I've well, I don't seen that once. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I have or again. not. Yeah, that's another one I remember from. Yeah, maybe maybe that is where I... I mean, I, the thing is, I know her from this. Yeah. Like... Before I, I didn't leftovers. recognize her until I, yeah the second time I watched it like was which was after the leftovers yeah so I so think like, oh, it's her. anything afterwards probably stemmed or was yeah. was tied to this I did want to talk about uh, Tom Sizemore yeah your boy R.I.P. just yeah. uh, just recently died um, I knew when we were I knew this was coming up for us and when that happened I was like uh, I think I texted you guys and there were a bunch of kind of montages and clips that were getting shared and one of them that was very highly revered is from this movie and it's just his look in the diner when uh De Niro slams Wayne Girl's head into the table and yeah. his like <laughs> just <laughs> menacing evil look. He just like what so much with just the eyes and I'm like I mean that that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Big, looks, I'm a big fan of uh looks at the guy who comes in like looking up and seeing what's going on and he just leans out of his place like <laughs> The lean really is what seals it all down. But uh, I was looking back to see because I, I, you know, I, I feel like he's in a ton of stuff. He's always a good, a, a, you know, two or three uh, on the call sheet. Yeah, uh, are you ready you know. for the known for? You know what's funny is I didn't oh, even look. Oh. Uh, no, I didn't. I went all the way down. I, I, I jumped the alt, the known for. So you guys want to want to give it a shot? <sighs> one or the other, or both of you? All right. So heat is one. Yeah. I'm gonna go Blackhawk down two. It's a solid pull. Um, I, th- I, I could be wrong here, but I feel like Thin Red Line is three. Wow. And you know what? Batman Begins, four. Nice. I think Heat and Blackhawk, Heat and Blackhawk Down should be in there, which means at least one isn't. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think of uh, – my mind's wandering. 
Um, it's funny because I'm thinking of the clip, some of the clips that I saw from that. One of which was uh, "It's Always Sunny," where he's like, he plays like a trucker <laughs> with those guys, and he's talking about lot lizards. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, um, I do remember. That. <laughs> so random that size were just showed up. In that oh show. my gosh! Yeah, he just want, He's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's an amazing scene to check out. Um, I, I, I'm literally coming up empty. That's like I'm, I'm picking clips out of my head, but I'm not gonna. That's all right. You only got one. Oh my god, knew it. Black Hawk Down is the only one you got. The other two, I'm surprised because you wanted to do this movie. I feel like you wanted to do Red Planet. And, no. Oh no, no. You wanted to do Mission I wanted to Mars. Mission to Mars. Okay, never mind. So Red, Red Planet, Planet with Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, probably. Yeah. I, think <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> and The Relic, which oh, I do remember. The, that's set in takes Chicago. Takes place at as well. the Field Museum. Yeah, Field wow, Museum. You got it. And then that. Saving Private Ryan. Oh wait, that's what sense. I was thinking. Yeah. That, I, in my head, and you said Black Hawk Down, and you no, took me. No, I said Thin Red Line. I thought no, I couldn't. I think Hawk he might Down. be in. Couldn't Thin pick Red Line if he too, was though. in Thin Red Line or Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is in my head. The scene I was thinking about, not even Black Hawk Down, but I yeah. think I went in my. When you said that, military went, took over my brain, and I'm like, I just went with it. But yeah, Saving Private Ryan, I mean, he's good in. Yeah, and that's why I thought I was he's like, got the great scene. He pulls the gun on, uh, on. Uh, oh God, the dude's a director. It, uh, He's from the Bronx in the in the in Saving Private Ryan. He pulls the gun on him because he wants to leave, and uh, that's when Tom Hanks tells them what he actually is does for a living. It's a great scene. No, I have to go back. I don't remember who you. We might need to do Saving Private Ryan at some point. We could do um, uh, with the new with Fablemans, Steven Spielberg, or or (laughs) not. I haven't seen it yet. And I hear it's not that great. I was like, <laughs> we don't need to do all. Or the maybe movies. with Black Hawk Down. <laughs> Ryan was a phenomenal movie. Um, it was. Yeah, he he did a really good job. He played that role well. I I enjoyed the fact that Danny Trejo's character was just called Trejo. Trejo. Love it. Yeah. Was this early Trejo? Because yeah, yeah, in fact, he. I, I thought the fun fact I saw on him was he uh, definitely before Machete, <laughs> which I have not seen, but I want to. Um. He was him and another dude were hired to be armed robbery consultants since they both had done done time for the crimes and they knew the ins and outs. And when Michael Mann spotted uh, Trejo, Mann introduced him to De Niro and Pacino, Kilmer and Voight, where they finally discussed everything. And after the meeting, Trejo earned his role uh, as on part of the crew. Yeah, uh, yeah. So kind of a break and kind of turned into. Danny Trejo's donuts or whatever he's got going on out there in L.A. right now. Is that really? Is that what Seriously, I, th- I think that's right. I think so. It's either a taco or a donut shop, and or both. <laughs> Taco-shaped donuts. So another thing I saw, um, uh, just reading reading about this movie is just uh, to wrap up Trejo. Yeah, his death scene. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave me like this. <laughs> He's all mashed. There's no buddy. way he would even be able to speak half as well as he does. No, but it's but kind yeah. of an awesome scene. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of, I kind of, I kind of really cut, dug it. Cut outside to just see the gun flash. The yeah. muscle flash. Yep. Which you've seen, again, a bunch of, but maybe this might be the first time that's yeah. done. We'll give it some credit, maybe. His Anna. <laughs> Anna was gone. My Anna's gone. Sorry. Um, uh, John Voight's car. John- <laughs> Driving around in John Voight's car. <laughs> so John Voight's looks pretty interesting. So am I supposed right? to think John Voight's a good actor? People. So Michael Mann does. Like he, John Voight said, he's like, I don't, I don't think I want to do this. I just and, don't. And Michael Mann's like, no, I really want to work in with you. Anything I've seen John Voight on, <laughs> I mean, like this and Anaconda and Mission I just, Impossible. I don't know what. The allure is uh, varsity blues. 
Yes, that is another movie. <laughs> no, but I so, don't know what his draw is. Like, I just don't see it. I'm missing was, it. He was what was his big movie? Midnight Cowboy, which you would not like. Is in his seventies. Let's not watch that. With, is that uh, no. Hoffman? Yeah, with Hoffman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, they know by Ratso Rizzo, right? Yeah, Ratatouille. Right. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Um, I don't know. He was he was big back then. He played like a. I gotta think they could have done and better. Just kind of Angelina Jolie's dead. I'm aware of the of the bio. I'm just uh, I just don't. He's in Ray Donovan more recently. He's he's really <laughs> he's kind of got a lot of eyes closed. But his, but his and... look in this particularly, um, I think they were going off. The, the character is based. Uh, the character Nate is based off of. Um, was that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Edward Bunker, who was Mister Blue in Reservoir Dogs. He's a real life criminal. He's a re- like he was basically playing this real life guy that in Reservoir Dogs, you know, that's how Quentin Tarantino picked him to be in that movie. He was the guy that you didn't know in Reservoir Dogs. You know Dogs. what's real? Why I'm looking at you like that is the tidbit that I just shared about Danny Trejo. Yeah. Danny Trejo and Edward Bunker were the two analysts that oh, they had. Oh, there you go. That's what it is. <laughs> you yeah. said that. I was like, I didn't say his name. You didn't I'm say like, his name, but that's, that's who he is. So, I think so, I just saw that name a minute yeah, ago. John, uh, yeah, exactly. There you go. Well, that while we're sense. talking about people who were on the film and helping out, Dennis Farina yeah. was the other guy who came in. because he was, he was He's in Thief. <laughs> yeah, and he's a, a former, former Chicago former cop. Chicago he was cop. alive in? How old is that movie? 81. How old's Farina? He's dead now. Oh, well, sorry, bud. But yeah, he was a cop in Chicago, and that's the whole story. Like the story yeah, of the heist and stuff came off of uh, a true yeah, story. Yeah, I saw there. kind of the the Chicago aspect. Yeah, of... some he was actually following a right. guy named Neil, right? Like like some cop or something. Yeah. But some guy named Neil. <laughs> um, I think no, I think it was the full the full name. What's his name? Neil, Neil Macaulay. Neil Macaulay. I think that's the real a real. Just really took, took some liberties. He's <laughs> gonna use his real name. Use you know, the, they usually have those disclaimers where it's like any any similarity to <laughs> name, image, and likeness are uh, are purely coincidental. I'm like I'm Not literally using one. his name <laughs> in the same role. And he wore suits, <laughs> double-breasted suits, gray suits. With, with white, no, shirts. white shirts, white button-downs, no tie. No tie. He had a goatee. Let's start alarmingly similar. Did some time with Folsom Prison <laughs> with Dennis Haysbert. God, what a waste. Another waste. Yeah. Like, agreed. He did a good job. He did a good I, job. I agree. And, he and did a good job. There was a whole Younger side story. Role, and they though. showed him so much. Er, er, like, he, they introduced him early on. and then Which I don't which hate. I guess makes sense. Yeah. Instead of just, like, randomly, yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, hey, I know that guy. Let's, let's yeah, bring seen, him in. I mean, there were so it's hard to remember what hour he came in, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the fifth. <laughs> but he, yeah, I, mean, I didn't, I don't dislike that they introduced him early and then brought him back late. Yeah. I actually think yeah, that plays that out okay. okay. I just didn't like the whole like, hey, let's go down this redemption story with him, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, fuck it. I thought it was mildly. Well, I think they had a dick boss, and it was just. Oh, like, I, kinda I, I agree. I just, I thought it was interesting that his wife or girlfriend or whoever was just randomly at a bar. Hanging out when they're like kind of on tough People times. People did ninety five. <laughs> like she's just during the day out hanging out. I was like, that doesn't mesh with like the vibe I thought they were going for. Like this struggling couple, and he's trying to get back on his feet. She's like, I'm just drinking. <laughs> I mean, look, you know me well enough to know I don't hate it. I'm just. It struck me as out. they're hanging out at Rossi's. <laughs> oh, this my, is L.A. My uh, my last like too many random stories was William Fickner. My I'd, guy. Yeah, Brady's guy. I didn't didn't love him in this. Didn't though. need it. Didn't need him and Henry Rollins just like 
<laughs> I thought that. Henry, Henry what Rollins. was funny to me was knowing that Henry Rollins is like this, you know, muscle bound guy, and then Pacino's like throwing him around. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, Henry he Rollins. He grabs him by the head. Yeah. You win. <laughs> you pick him up off the ground. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of. I, I yeah I, I guess it was a side story. It didn't really fully make sense to me. That one, so made, they were selling. They solidified that one more than they did other ones, though. At least the whole I, concept was that they were selling back his stolen goods back to him. Yes, for, and he should have just been fine with it, but instead he no he didn't want people to feel the word they, they could steal from rip, him. Yeah, rip, right. rip him off. Uh, but then it doesn't really make sense either that he would. Then spend so much time in the, in the office. In, his, in the office, that does make sense. But then he'd just be at home without a gun. Any like I would have guns everywhere yeah. if I thought there was a chance that yeah, Pacino, I would just, that, stand, uh, I would coming just for hang me. out next to my wi- all glass windows. <laughs> he was just... caught so off guard. Yeah, right. <laughs> Watching TV with his all glass windows. Yeah. So if you're Fickner and you know that this guy is coming for you, right? Yeah. Like you said, you're going to have guns everywhere. There was a hockey match on though, so <laughs> I think maybe he thought that he was taken care of, but. But why is he like fearful of him? Because he's mm-hmm. met him what, one time. He tried to kill him one time, and he didn't even. Yeah, he didn't meet, meet him. him. He just talked to him on the yeah, phone. He, right. he, he talked to him on the phone and tried to kill him. What was the? Except there's dead a dead man, man yeah, on the other end. It's a pretty phone. decent threat. Yeah. But then Wangro is like, ah, I don't Empty care. Line. I don't care. This guy, I can screw him over, whatever, and he's not going to come. Like, would he know his reputation? Like, he's going to come after you and. Fickner, you're talking about? No, Wangro. Oh, well, why like, Wangro care? Well, Wangro's a psychopath. Yeah, he doesn't care. He wants, he brings, he welcomes it. He wants to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's literally a, socio, a serial killer sociopath that kills for fun. Yeah. That's why he killed that first that first guard. I think I thought he could have waited on Wangro and got him later, let him sweat. That, it well, out I, I agree. I mean, he, he, had, he was home free. But again, the, the movie, it, make, it makes sense. And I think the first, the first time I, I saw it, it, I probably didn't appreciate the little subtle, subtleties. Yeah, I like, think it does. Yeah, it does because. He he ran out on um, I'm with you. on Amy Brenneman, right? Well, like, I get that part. Well, yeah, you know, the whole thing like thirty. You got to be gone in thirty seconds. He looks at her and he's like, "Shit, cops coming after me. I'm making my decision. I'm leaving you." That's the, the whole. It's the whole. Yeah, the, <laughs> the H is O. <laughs> the heat is coming around the corner and or running down the alley. <laughs> Literally, what he's been saying to everybody in the movie, and yeah. then he does it. Foreshadowing. Yeah, he's li- exactly. Well done. He's living. Stay stay true to your creed. Stay true to your creed. Um, right. So Kelso, the guy with all the plans for the bank, did I just understand that he just knows how to work the internet? Yeah, <laughs> people are putting stuff out there, and he just got he just knows how to grab it. Is that am I reading that right? I mean, he seems, pro- seems like it. <laughs> he just back in ninety five, comedian Noonan. Um, oh really? Yeah, I think he's like a stand up or something. He's uh, yeah. I just feel like he was ahead of the curve, and because he, he was <laughs> yeah. in wheelchair bound, he's like, well, I guess I'll learn how to use the internet. He <laughs> <laughs> and Sandra Bullock were on the net in ninety five. <laughs> That's how I took it. Yeah. I was like, oh. He's on Prodigy. (laughs) Him, Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Mnemonic, they're just, they're the only ones connected to the net. What was the, what was the? Oh, Hackers. Hackers. Yeah. Angelina Jolie. Zero Cool. (laughs) Hackers. That movie did not age well. No. (laughs) So this is what I felt like was missing from this film. And I think it's found in all, all of my favorite heist films. Um, is a revenge factor. There was no revenge factor for Neil McCauley. Like he was going out doing the heist, and he was just doing it because that's what he does, right? That's his. He robs banks, and that's who he is. Hmm. But like Inside Man, Ocean's Eleven, Inception, The Italian Job, 
Mission Impossible all have a revenge or a motivation factor of why they need to commit. So this you're heist. saying some heist films have revenge factors. I say good heist films have revenge factors. And I think all of those are post this movie because they need you need to have some kind of different angle. Like this one it was enough at the time, I think, to just have <laughs> Yeah, I didn't cr- need criminals, you know, pulling off Big bank robberies yeah. and, and, and big, a cop trying heist. to stop it. Like I said, we're right the very first scene of the movie. You're into the first. You're into a heist, and I think you know from there. Yeah, they are. They don't need revenge. They are actively looking for different t- scores, and Nate's finding them. Um, albeit every time Nate was on the phone or whatever, <laughs> it felt like. Someone was gonna come and kill him. Like it just the way the shadows always like in this like haze around him. Like so, someone like in the room was like all dark when he's on the phone. Like is he on a wire? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Nate gives him false bad information. He sent him to Fickner, which is not a good idea. And then he tells him where Wayne Girl is, which the cops put out on the street yeah. to try to lure him in. John Boyd sucks. John Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jelani, to your point, I think I think again the problem that you have watching this for the first time later on is that we just they keep ratcheting up these these heist movies right and you get something great like we talked about last week Ocean's 11 which is kind of like this amazing putting the team together amazing showing how the, the heist works there's a revenge factor there's a girl factor it all works so well and every actor is so good and then you only have you can only try to improve upon it which they 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 did with Logan Lucky as Brady would will attest I mean to. man had 6 hours and what did he do in that time? <laughs> Nothing. He got, see, he got a good heist on, but I, yeah. And I, I don't even know if the heist was that good because again, how much money did they get? They were supposed to go for twelve million. This and it was is, just a bank robbery, really. Right. Yeah. But very simple. They tried to get twelve million. I don't think they got all twelve. I know his bags look pretty heavy. They did look heavy. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they were. I don't think they twelve million again. I mean, De Niro carried both two at once. <laughs> that's that's he over two hundred pounds. Over to, size, to size one, right? <laughs> It's over two hundred pounds worth of money. So, as we know in widows, yeah, it gets gotta, heavy. It gets heavy. A million <laughs> dollars is twenty two pounds. Come on now, count I, it up. I think, uh, yeah, I do think that Martin's a little spot on with this. I think that some of these tropes and or uh, you know consistent themes throughout heist movies that you maybe hold as what's required. This movie did hit out of the park. To a degree, it's on some level with with some of them, and so I just think it, it invented them. And is they, what I'm saying. yeah, at the time, but these yeah. were great. They were, it, it, and yeah. then to your point, from there, everyone working off of this is like, well, like, here, what am I going to steal from Heist? Like, well, yeah. okay, we're going to ramp this part up, and we're going to take this from me. There is a movie called <laughs> I Heist. I know. Um, Gene Hackman, yeah, Brando. No, um, I think what's the oh, that's the score. The Edward score. Norton oh, and Brando, yeah. and mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Angela Bassett, Sam Rockwell, that I think is right. in Heist. Oh, Delroy Lindo, yeah, nice, Love them. right? It's uh, I think that's written by um, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, no, Michael uh, David Mamet. So it's got that Mamet, Mam- <laughs> Mamet, that Mamet dialogue. Sydney Mamet, <laughs> Sydney Lumet. You got, you're gonna get there. We're gonna go through all the old school guys. Oh, with you. good. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I feel like I. Well, I didn't know, Jelani, until today that you hadn't seen this movie, or at least all of it. 
I think I could have predicted watching it, it if this if I had known this was your first time that there was just going to be a lot of issues because, like I said, I was able to be hypercritical about it while still enjoying it. But I do hold the nostalgia factor. I do hold the fact that I remember watching this like with my old roommates, like and arguing about Pacino and De Niro, and you know, and, and some of the fun parts of the movie. Obviously, you don't have that part, so you're watching it and be like, "All right, well, I, this isn't even the best version of." Half of the things that yeah. I'm seeing. It's a very serious movie. It's <laughs> it's not really a lot of fun. No, there is a little. I guess there is some fun in in that it is you're, you're watching De Niro, uh, De Niro and Pacino, yeah. some great actors. But it's yeah, there's not a lot of fun. With and, only and one most, of them doing most great heist, acting, but <laughs> <laughs> and most heist movies after this, I think they add and like like again, like Ocean's Eleven, you add that element of fun, it just makes it a way better time. Yeah, experience, um, experience, yeah. Um, so, so I don't, you know, I don't disagree with you in that it's not, it's not my, it's you, not my, were you not entertained by, no, no, I was, I'm by, sorry. I don't disagree. Were you not entertained by Ted Levine's story about a kid who could fold his fingers over one another and, <laughs> and flip his eyelids? eyelids? I knew that kid. What, what the hell is that about? <laughs> that was Adlib. <laughs> it would have to be. <laughs> who would write that? <laughs> Ted Levine was supposed to play Wayne Girl too, um, but he didn't want to get typecast <laughs> as a sociopath. <laughs> like, like Silence of the Lambs. It would have been. You know what? I'm glad they didn't do that. That would have been. It would have felt like you had Buffalo <laughs> yeah, Buffalo right. Bill in the movie, and that would have been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Uh, yeah. No. I. That's probably for the better. Old Ted Levine. <laughs> Levine. Levine. <laughs> I think you had it right. Um, <laughs> what are your? Are those? The ones you named your all-time favorite, and it's hard to do a top five. Or yeah, I don't think I could do a top five. We were going to talk about that, but yeah, I mean that's it's hard to narrow. I don't like ranking it. Yeah, exactly. I I could maybe do a a general favorite five, but it would and it's also going to change, right? Yeah, Yeah. very fluid. Even even how you're feeling at the time of watching some of them, I think. Yeah, are uh, um. Because I put I put down a couple of ones that I thought were just great, like Inside Man. I'm a I huge fan of Inside Man. Is yeah, that the one you haven't seen? I, I ha- I've seen it since, but you guys, I kept thinking you guys were talking about The Insider, which is a Michael Mann movie. <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe, yeah. And it was, it was not good. I'm like, you guys love The Insider? Like, you guys are like, raving about it. And then I'm like, how did I, how did I skip Inside Man? I, don't I know really I missed it. don't know. And then I, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, that's it's awesome. phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Great twist. Yeah. The Italian Job. Italian Job. The, we the newer it. one. Like yeah, the yeah. More recent one, definitely the newer one. <laughs> but again, that one, that one has elements of fun. Yes. Um, Inception, I think Inception's a great heist film. I love Inception. God, I, 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 my mind's ready to rewatch that, but I think probably should. We should. I am. It just I'm pulls. Ready. It pulls all the elements. You're like you're pulling the people together. You're pulling the whole plan together, and then you're pulling it, the whole world together. It just <laughs> layers on layers. It's heist on top of heist on top of heist on top of heist. It just goes. But what's so the deep. kick? <laughs> exactly. You gotta have a kick. Dream bigger. Um and then and then of course Fast Five. Yeah. You know, again That's the only really well, the only movie that I really like um, in the franchise. <laughs> right. Because yeah. it's the best one. Yeah, it's the best one. Yeah. yeah, hands down. I don't think there's that's a lot to ask. Yeah. But I just think there's there's a lot of, you know uh, and I'll give you guys credit. Like if this was one of the, the kickoffs and the foundations for heist films, I, I think you see some of the elements you see the like i like the cat and mouse right being able to have somebody who's coming after you know the crook and also i like the fact that you didn't know who exactly who you were going to root for yeah in this like i think that's fair i think you and maybe whether it's the humanity of uh de niro 
you know, letting his guard down enough to be like vulnerable or realize maybe he was lonely in the midst of all of his partners and in, in crime. But yeah, I do think there is a degree of maybe forgetting during the uh, four or five hours that you were uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that you're rooting. Am I, am I rooting for De Niro, the bad guy here, or am I rooting for him yeah. to get caught? I mean, I think 100% I was I'm, – I'm almost always rooting for the bad guys. Yeah, well, I'm not saying Pacino just wasn't really that overly like likable necessarily, yeah. despite being – unless you're a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> and I, With I, a lot of anxiety. <laughs> and I always say, you know, as long – I know they kill a lot of people in this movie, but, you know, they're really – at the end of the day, they're just going for the money. If they didn't – if they weren't killing people, if they didn't have Wayne Grow – Doing it in the first place, killing that first guy in the first place, they would have just been robbers. Yeah, and you know, it's just money. I mean, he killed a lot of people in that shootout. He was yeah, that's what I'm spraying. saying. They were just spraying. <laughs> well, at that point, you're trying to save like they're stay de- alive. and that's like, like I say, they're definitely terrible people f- for that. But that was one of the parts where Jenkins, all those people that were in those cars are dead, right? Like, Why wouldn't they stay down? <laughs> oh, there was a lot of people <laughs> when Pacino's like in the down. in the parking lot. It's like you hear a machine gun fire. It's definitely ninety five. <laughs> not, not, not post all the seriously sh- shootings and stuff that people like. Everyone knows now. You, you get down, down and on get the out ground. of there. You don't run right in front of it. No bullets. Yeah. So that was yeah. I brought that up to her and I was like, yeah, it's just like uh, Den of Thieves that we just watched, where it's like this is oh my God, irresponsible. That, that was irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> I remember feeling that way. Too. That was like, irresponsible on the part of the uh, everybody, the, the people involved in the shooting because of the tight quarters. This one was where it was, and yeah, I mean, they had to. Uh, well, well I remember f- thinking that in Den of Thieves, like they weren't murderers at that point. It right? did feel like Val Kilmer could have just got. It's the like car. the cops didn't yeah. have to. Val Kilmer could have just yeah. I think he was at the car and the door was open. Thinking he could get in it without shooting at them, and then yeah. you know, then they're gone because you're driving away. Yeah, you still are going to shoot probably along the way, but like he could have been in the vehicle. Yeah, instead yeah. of shooting. No, they <laughs> definitely shot first. That's questions later. Yeah. Um, the town. We didn't mention the town. Town's a good. Yeah, that's a that's a good. This is why point. it's hard. You can't like ranking a top five because I feel yeah. like one. There's too many movies to put in a five that you really, really yeah. that are really really good. Yeah. This is kind of a divergent story, but or a divergent question. But do you separate heist films from con films, like con men and confidence people? Yeah, because well, I guess it kind of depends, right? There's usually not a huge. Well, sometimes sometimes they're both. Um, but there's yeah, there's a couple of good con movies that I like too, like, like Matchstick Men and I still don't know if Focus. I've seen that. What is it? Focus. Focus. Confidence. Yeah, that's Margot Robbie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Will Smith, Smith. Margot yeah. Robbie. Confidence, uh, Ed Burns. Ed Burns, that's what I was talking about. Andy Garcia again. That's who Sizemore puts the gun in his face. Ed Burns. Ed Burns. I couldn't <laughs> think of his name. It all comes back. Um, pig vomits in that one, I think. Giamatti. <laughs> um, David Mamet does some some uh, confidence movies. Uh, House of Games, which you guys, mm, I don't know if you'd like or not. The Sting. It's uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. <laughs> Bad on, Tony. The Sting. The Sting's really good. Yeah, I think I saw that. You did? I do. From the 60s? It's, it's got yeah. both of your favorites. Yeah. Paul I love, Newman I love and Paul. Robert Redford. I absolutely love Paul. Robert Redford acting the hell out of that movie. <laughs> cool Hand Luke. we got to watch that sometime. It's not, a, it's not a con or a heist movie, but it's got Paul Newman. <laughs> Paul it's, Newman it's salad dressing. Dude, it's a Paul dude, Newman dude and, flick. what, 50 eggs? Yeah. 50 eggs? Why couldn't you just say 30 or 25? <laughs> Why'd you have to say 50? 
Um, and then we, I think we talked about this at some point, um, maybe last week because of Ocean's Eleven, but No Sudden Move is kind of a newer heist Who's movie. Um, Cheadle. Benicio and Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah. I don't think I knew that one. Um, it yeah, came out in like 21, and oh. it's, uh, it's uh, Steven Soderbergh, too. Uh, it's pretty good. I think you guys, I think you guys would, would enjoy it. There's like a weird fisheye lens. If you guys didn't like Neat. the green was screen, it, was it yeah. directed by Hype Williams? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like he does it, and I, he just fell in love with it in this movie for some reason, and it's inexplicable why. And it Michael Bay almost like, hold on. What are you guys doing over there? Thinking? How about we trade? Uh, I'll trade you some drone footage for, uh, right. for fish eye lens. Hold Ambulance on, what about drones and fish all eye. drones? Fish eye drones. Fish eye drone footage. Fish eye drone. That'd be a great movie name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's done in it, it kind of overdoes that. But the story's good. I think frog eye drone might make more sense in the grand scheme. <laughs> whatever, Michael Bay's gonna have this all throwing up. <laughs> well, I it was uh, I was happy that we uh, you know obviously it, I was telling Mary it's it's very it doesn't feel like we've done 150 episodes right like that seems like crazy three years or something right you, something about <laughs> something like coming that. up on it but well, it's been fun I mean it's been it's been obviously obviously we've had a lot of fun doing it but I was just like God a 150 just doesn't even feel like real. No, we're just I, get, we're just getting warmed up. <laughs> it honestly, I I surprised how quickly we got to 150. Considering I think we, I thought we had to like a big one for 100, and I just don't even remember what we even did for 100. 100 was, was Braveheart, uh, Braveheart and Gladiator. And Gladiator. There we go. See, I don't remember 50 though off the top of my head. Me neither. <laughs> we'll have to go we're, back. We're, were we into the milestones at that point? <laughs> we're just like, wait, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, so it's been fun. I enjoyed it. And, yeah, it was, uh, I was. Uh, it was. It felt like I'm still. I'm very happy we did this movie for 150. Yeah. We still um, have a lot of classics to get to. Well, I so. think that's part of the thing that I still am kind of amazed by. I think in the beginning it felt like. I mean, how many movies can we, you know, are we yeah. going to do or talk about? And obviously, we've had new ones come up, and I'm sure yeah. we've done some movies that maybe didn't need to have a podcast about it. But um, <laughs> someday we'll get to the end of cinema, and then we'll stop. <laughs> Chasing them down, uh, you know, when we like get the, the Truman si- Show. When we, we just stop the at the wall. Era. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just like, silent era right. for Brady. We'll stop there. So I'm just going to correct you guys. 50 was Braveheart and Gladiator. Oh. What was 100 then? Wow. Oh. You're, no, I don't remember. Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, Die Hard was 100. Right. <laughs> the one we finally got to. The genesis of the God, podcast. Braveheart and Gladiator does not seem <laughs> 100, 100 episodes ago. <laughs> A hundred weeks like we ago, just did that. Are you serious? <laughs> the hell? Yeah. It does feel more recent than that. There was a lot. So I feel like this was a glaring one, and there's probably some others. We sure. haven't even we haven't even dipped into any this, Tarantino. This wasn't right? even really on our radar. Then all of a sudden, like we kind of got as we do, we kind of worked our way into some fact, some connecting threads, and, and kind yeah. of we're like, this kind of makes sense. And like, hey, look, I think Jelani called. I was like, one fifty is right around the corner. So. Yeah, we'll be back for more. As always, we do for you. You don't do for us. Is that it? So do for us. Subscribe where you listen and tell a friend. Thanks. And she's got a great ass. Go to bed.